Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways acknowledge, know and acknowledge and recognize Him and He will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. This has been one of my favorite uh, passages of Scripture. My mum and dad used to often quote this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How often do we trust Him with some of our heart? How often do we trust Him when things are going well? But then we, when it's not going well, we start to try and reason it out and understand, God, what are you up to? Please tell me. Explain to me. And God never promises to explain every mystery to you. But if you trust Him, He says, I will direct your paths and there will be fruitfulness. He will give you strength through the difficult times. So I've learned when I trust Him and don't understand, He will give me the understanding I need when and if I need it. But if we try to reason it all out, boy, life becomes so complicated. Trust the Lord with all your heart. The message says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Isn't that terrible when you meet a know-it-all? No matter what you know, they know 10 times more. It's really frustrating. Run to God, run from evil, your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Whoa, how awesome is that? Honor God with everything you own, give Him the first and the best. Your barns will burst, your wine vats will brim over, but don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under His loving correction. Uh Uh-oh. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. Wow. We love the first verses. Trust God and he will make our path straight. He says, honor him with all that we are. And then it says, hey, don't get surprised when occasionally God will redirect us. Because if we don't trust him fully, our paths sometimes go all over the shop. We run into walls and climb mountains. And all of us do it because we're just humans. And there's been times in my life where I've had to stop and say, God, am I trying to outthink all this stuff? Lord, am I not hearing what you're doing when there's been an adjustment and you're trying to get the crooked paths straight? Help me to listen and respond and not react or get upset with you or people, but Lord, trust you. To trust him with all your heart. So this is not for you to evaluate yourself, say, yeah, I'm 50% today or I'm 80% or 100% today. This is just to encourage us the power of trusting God. What does trust mean? It means confidence put in someone or something. Confidence put in someone or something. And there's so many amazing promises in the Bible. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation, trust confidently in the Lord forever. And guess what? Forever for you and I starts today. It starts every new day. Forever's not when you get to heaven. Forever's now. Eternity begins now for all of our lives. So as we trust Him with all of our heart confidently, it says He's your fortress, your shield, your banner, 
For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. There's something happens when we trust God, but as humans, we often try to think it out, sort it out, understand it all, and there are times where you just got to say, God, I don't understand. I remember years ago, we were fruitful in ministry for 16 years, and then one day the Lord said, it's time to have a rest, and so we uh, went through the process and let go of the church that we'd poured our heart into for 12 years and thought that's where we are going to be all of our days. And for the next six months, we're saying, we don't understand this. And this is the verse, you come and trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't try and reason it all out. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. He wanted us to have a rest time, quality time with our family because we'd just been pouring and building for years. And then God slowly opened the story and then brought us here. And we've seen this most amazing journey for the last 15 and a half years. But there are times in your life where you can't quite reason it out. Setbacks happen, disappointments occur, or things just take longer than you think. And we've learned, trust the Lord with all your heart. Just when, when the breakthroughs don't happen, when you think they should, just say, trust the Lord with all your heart. Jeremiah 17, 7. I saw this on a church billboard this week. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Anyone see that in one of the billboards down, the, down Torquay Road? Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Wow, blessed is the man or woman that trusts in the Lord. Trust in His promise. Trust in His word. Trust in God's character. The enemy will try and get you doubting God's goodness over your life. When things don't work out, he will try and get you to doubt God or say, God, you're not fair. How come you're blessing them and I'm just in the middle of this wilderness time? How come, Lord, that promise has been broken through for them? You answered their prayer in a week and here I am three years later still believing for the breakthrough. The enemy will try and get you offended or upset at God and his ways. But if you learn to trust him with all your heart, you'll find there'll be a joy a freedom, a blessing, an overflow, even if the natural circumstances have not changed, your heart will be free. And then he can flow and trust you with more. Psalm 52 verse 8 says, But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. There's some subtle traps in life. Sometimes we start to trust in other things. Some people trust in their riches. God wants it to be blessed, but every now and then I meet someone and they trust in their possessions or riches and you see that whenever one of those things is stolen or lost, their life is devastated. But we've learned over the years that we hold lightly to the things of this earth because they can come and go so quickly. They really, really can. But when you, you see on the news when something sad happens and people lose their home, some people are just so distraught because their whole trust is in their possessions or their riches. Whereas with God, it's, it hurts, but we know that our God's our provider. Some people trust in their education. How many degrees or certificates have you got on your wall? I remember I visited um, someone years ago, and their whole office was just plastered with certificates. I thought, they must be about 300 years old to have earned all those degrees and certificates and courses. But when I talked to them, they just kept talking about all the things they'd learnt, but their life was still chaotic. They, weren't, they didn't know how to apply it and live it out. I thought, wow, trust God. Learn, study, grow, plan, 
But don't rely on that alone. Trust in the Lord and use that. Other people rely on their physical strength or beauty. Just got to go to some of the gyms around here and you see people working out and their whole trust is having the most amazing body or they go and do, um, they go on these, uh, what do they call them? These medical holidays to Thailand and get all their, um, all their treatments and uh, cosmetic surgery and they're never happy. It's like they, they just, it's, it's because they're focused on that. That's what they trust in and rely on for their life. And sometimes that can be such a vain pathway. Others can rely on their family heritage. Well, we belong to this family and they put their trust in that. It's great to have heritage and, and values and, and uh, traditions, but not at the expense of trusting in God. Build on the good foundation. Other people trust in their religion. Well, I was brought up this and that's where I am and that's what's always going to be. But sometimes God wants to build a closer, fresh relationship with them. Intellect. Charisma, gifts and talents. Some people just rely on their amazing gifts and talents. They're a gift of God. Use them for His glory and He will bless you. But don't rely on them and trust in them alone because they are a shaky foundation to trust on. And some people rely on their experience. they got these amazing experiences, but that's all they ever talk about. There's nothing fresh happening. It was all what happened 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. Let's have fresh stuff happening. Jesus also spoke about trusting in God. John 14, verse 1 and 2 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, afraid or cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in Him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, because I'm going to prepare a place for you. Trust God and His Word. How awesome is that? Jesus is busy building a home for us in heaven. My question is, what materials are you sending him up to build with? Are you building a godly character? Are you loving your family and serving our community and using your gifts and your calling? Are you doing all of that with a right heart? Because then you're sending up lots of materials for God to build in heaven. That's going to be an amazing journey. My active imagination starts running away with that, but we won't go there because we haven't got time. But I wonder what we're sending up for Jesus to build with in heaven for our homes. Sometimes our trust will be tested. You say, I trust you, and guess what? A test comes along. God doesn't always send them, but sometimes He allows them with the circumstances of life. And sometimes, I remember reading a book by Frank Damasio, The 14 Tests of Leadership. Oh, read that when you're going through a good time, not a bad time. But it also will give understanding. He's got the test of delay and denial and betrayal and patience and all these things. Oh, well, it's, it's a very powerful resource and it's helped me at times to keep focused. Luke 16, 10 to 12, Jesus spoke these amazing words. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? If you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Wow. Three things that God wants us to learn to be trusted and trustworthy. In other words, worthy of trust. Number one is little things. Little things. If God sees you're trustworthy with little things, 
he'll then give you bigger things. Someone say, I'd love to, I'd love to um, win thousands of people to Jesus. And say, well, did you win one yet? You start with one. <coughs> I'd love to give lots of money for the kingdom of God. He says, well, why aren't you given some of what you've got now? And it, little things. God loves us and he wants us to be trustworthy. You're at the shop and they give you $2 extra in change. You can go out the door saying, thank you, Jesus, I needed that. Or you can go back and say, hey, I think you gave me too much. Here's the $2 back. You say, two bucks? Yep. No one else might be watching, but the Lord is. Because he wants to know whether you can be trusted with little things. If he can't trust you with little things, he's not going to trust you with lots of money or influence or true riches, which is leadership and influence into people's lives. And every now and then, there'll be a little test to check out your heart. Or trusting with confidences with people's lives. Someone shares an, a pain in their life and you pray for them. Now, do you treat that with respect and treasure that and not misuse it when an opportunity comes? Trusting the treasures the values, the opportunities that come, that He gets the glory. Not always what you've done, it's what He's done through you. And so our hearts will be tested. And other people's property, if you're renting a house, do you treat it as good or better than if it was your own? Someone lends you their car, does it go back with more petrol and cleaner than when it was loaned to you? Oh, they're a friend, they won't mind. Well, God does because He's watching to see where, how you treat someone else's property. Or some of the staff are just borrowing permanently stuff from the boss. Oh, he doesn't matter. There's some spare USBs and some, some paper and pens. He got plenty. That's not the issue. God's saying, hey, can I trust you with someone else's property? Because otherwise he won't trust you with his treasure, which is the eternal power of the kingdom. That's how it works. When I was in the, a young guy, I was working in a bank. And I was only in the bank two years and I was already the head teller in a busy branch on the Sunday, and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars literally would go through my hands in a day. I was 19, and others used to look at me and say, how come you've got that job? I said, I don't know. I just work hard. But God was testing my heart to see whether I was faithful with the little and the big. And sometimes we don't always do well with it. We, we make a mistake. God's gracious. He will give you another chance. He will, he will say, hey, you didn't really do that well with that person's heart at that time or that resource, but I'm going to give you another opportunity. And that's how he loves us so much. And there are trust issues that God works in our hearts and our lives. Sometimes God allows situations, circumstances to come that will test our feelings. And sometimes even stuff comes up. And I, I was brought up in a, a home on the family farm, a dairy farm, and there were six kids. We didn't have much money. And, but my mum and dad were very resourceful. We grew lots of crops. But I grew up with a bit of a mindset saying there's just enough. <coughs> and then God's had to work on me to learn to realise he's a God of more than enough, not just enough. And there'd be times where I'd go back to that, what I thought was a safe place, but it was a really small, narrow place. Sometimes in our hearts, we get tested. And even a trigger will come and stir up a wound in our heart or something will happen. You think, well, what's that all about? Trust Him with your heart and let God bring a new place of freedom and healing in our lives when things get triggered because they just do in life. Families are great places for things to get triggered, hey? Because I know you so well. Why do they talk to me like that? Everything I talk about, I just feel, ah. Uh. 
Trust the Lord, bring it to Him, and see what He'll do. Because He loves us so, so much. And I just love, and it's even harder, because basic trust is a great gift that God gives us. That's why we need to grow up in loving, safe families. And many of us have, and some of us haven't. And sometimes that place of neglect, or lack of provision, or loving support didn't happen. And so there's a tearing in our hearts of basic trust. But God, when we come to Him, He becomes our Heavenly Father. He starts the journey of restoring that trust. And how beautiful it is. You watch people grow. And many of you have grown where you think, wow, that would have really undone me. But now I can give it to God and say, Lord, thank you for your healing in my heart. Thank you that I can trust you in this. And that's the journey of life. That's discipleship. That's growing. Because the more that God can trust us, the more joy comes. And it's worked out in relationships and our little things. And some of us have been through, people have been through abuse or brokenness or serious neglect. There's some wounds and scars in our hearts, but as we come to Christ, He progressively heals and restores us. And thank God for loving family, for for counselling, for discipleship, for sozos, for all sorts of things. And God used all sorts of things to bring about healing and restoration in our lives. Psalm 112 verse 6 says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They'll be remembered forever. They'll have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. Whoa. If you want to reduce your fear, lift up your trust in God. Because He's in charge. How powerful. Trust in God overcomes fear, worry, anxiety, doubts and and releases peace, confidence, courage, endurance. Trusting God will motivate you to do great exploits for God. A couple more scriptures and we'll wrap it up today because we've had a great service. Psalm 31, 14 and 15 says, But as for me, I trust confidently in you and your greatness, O Lord. I said, You are my God. My times are in your hands. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who pursue and persecute me. Trust is a beautiful gift of God and it will grow in your relationships. It's painful when someone you trusted lets you down. Very painful. Especially someone that you thought was better. A Christian lets you down. Or a family member lets you down. You think, no, they know better. Well, whether it's done deliberately or not, we've got to say, God, teach me how to love and forgive and to trust. And He just takes us on this amazing, amazing journey. In Acts 2.1, it says the 120 gathered together on the day of Pentecost. They were all with one accord in one place. How amazing was that? The unity of God. But I reckon, I think it was Russell Evans said, that some of those people would have had to let go of a few things at the door. Peter would have had to let go of his shame and guilt and denial of Jesus. Took him 10 days from the promise to get ready, really in one accord. How about Thomas? He would have had to leave his doubt at the door. <laughs> that would have been a big challenge for Thomas. What about James and John? They were the ones who wanted to sit on the right hand and left hand of God. They were competitive and they wanted to be promoted. They had to leave all of that at the door. A lot of the other disciples, they were being accused of stealing the Lord's body. So they were charged as criminals. They were accused to be as criminals. So the persecution, the fear of them being arrested, they had to leave all that at the door to gather together. Remember they were hiding behind locked doors the first week when Jesus appeared to them. Now they're having to gather together in a noisy prayer meeting where everyone in town knew where they were. 500 heard the promise, 120 lasted the 10 days and they got in unity and then the Spirit got poured out. 
Sometimes we're going to leave a few things at the door of our lives if we want to move on with trust and grace. If you've been through the pain of family breakdown or divorce and, and those things, you, somewhere on the journey, will have to, with God's grace, leave rejection at the door and get your heart trusting and healed again. And that's a journey that God's grace can bring. How awesome is our Holy Spirit that leads us into truth? That Jesus that comes and sets the captives free. And I just thank God for His blessing and His provision. As the worship team comes, what promises has God given you? What prophecies has He given your life? What, what dreams and visions has God given you and you set out trusting and believing for them that haven't all happened yet? We can pull back out of disappointment or anxiety or fear or we can step up and say, Lord, I'm going to keep trusting you. I'm going to trust you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Some of us today need a bit of a reset of our minds. And I believe Jesus sets us free to learn and he also sets us free to trust. He heals our hearts. Sometimes there's family dynamics where a son or a daughter clash with a parent or grandparents and, and there's just division happens. I still have pain with my, one of my brothers. Him and my mum had a clash and for two years they wouldn't talk. And I saw how painful it was. My mum had had a stroke and she was, she was ready to go home to be with Jesus but God wouldn't take her home until, until my brother went and asked for forgiveness. I remember we'd go and visit mum. She was 76, had had a stroke. Now she was reasonably well again, but she was ready to go home to be with Jesus. And we didn't know about this with my brother. And one day, a couple of us found out, we went and saw my brother and we, we ganged up on him and said, it's very clear that mum wants to go home to be with Jesus, but God's not taken her because we've found out you've got an unresolved thing. We just had to address him. Not wrongly, but in love. We said, look, it's very good. And he realized what we said was the truth. That next day, he went and sorted out with mum. We didn't know the issue was there until that week before. Sorted out with mum and we talked to the nursing staff later and they said we could hear them crying and praying in the room and getting it sorted. Five days later, mum slipped away to be with Jesus. I thought, wow, it taught me a very powerful lesson that God wants to forgiveness and restore trust and open hearts. And, and when stuff happens in our families, it can wound so deeply, even with friendships, but God's grace is there. And I believe today he wants us to trust in him. One more verse I love in um, Psalm 23. It says, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a beautiful verse. I want to ask you the question as we finish today. Who are you following and what's following you? Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 